Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. It is a Saturday morning, this one, the 10th of June time once again to talk cars, trucks, vans, and problems with those uh, vehicles. If you have uh, any kind of an issue and you want to ask ASC certified technician from Lloyd's Automotive, Nick Stoffel, you can do that very thing this morning. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Good morning, Denny. How are you, and how are the, how's the crew at Lloyd's? Things are going well. You know, we had uh, we had Granville Day here uh, last weekend, which was a wonderful hit. The weather was beautiful, and we had a, a, a shop full of cars all week. So we're uh, we're doing well. You, in fact, uh, I was looking at some footage uh, during the news newscasts on uh, television, and uh, I saw definitely some shots of uh, Lloyd's. There it is, uh, right in the middle of the screen. So <laughs> you were right uh, right in the midst of grand old day. And I'm glad the weather held out for, for that whole uh, process, too. Uh, if you have any kind of an issue with your uh, car, your truck, your van, uh, and again, we always like to say you don't have to be a motorhead or any kind of a, a mechanic or technician to join in on this conversation. If you need to bring in your vehicle for service, let's say, and uh, you want to know ahead of time what could be ailing, why don't you give Nick a call, or you can just send a text. Either way, uh, one number to remember, 651-461-9226. Keep in mind, too, please, uh, Nick will take his leave pretty close to 745 this morning, making way for Jack Farrell's wine chat. So if you have a question, we'd love to hear from you as soon as you think of it, either again by phone or by text. And again, uh, speaking of news, a lot of uh, news stories about people, a lot of travelers this year, uh, not only by aircraft, but uh, by uh, by car, truck, van, whatever the case may be. Uh, if, if folks, and I, I guess I would advise them, you probably would too, uh, before you go on any kind of a lengthy trip, even on a shorter trip, uh, and if you haven't had your vehicle checked out for a while, uh, that's a good idea. Now, when people come to Lloyd's to do that very thing, what what is checked out? Uh, what kind of a checklist do you or your crews uh, go through? Well, obviously, somewhat depending on the make and model, but for the most part, we have our, our seasonal service. You know, we want to get a close look at the tires, the brakes, the steering suspension, obviously, uh, air conditioning also, summer months, that's more important, especially if you're taking a, a trip where it's warm. You don't want to uh, get too hot in the car. Um, the battery, you know, it's, it's just a very good thorough once-over. Um, oftentimes, we'll get through that list and we'll find things that are fine. You know, we wait, wait until the fall or wait until later uh, uh, later in the year to deal with it. But uh, oftentimes, there are things that are a little more priority that we'd recommend get done before that trip, uh, that trip happens. 
And if somebody is a little bit handy uh, uh, and before they make the trip, what would you suggest minimally they they check? Certainly the tires. But what, Tire what can they? Yeah. Fluid levels if possible, obviously. Wiper blades, lights. You know, those are really the things that we should check on a regular basis regardless if we're taking a road trip. You know, if you're comfortable or confident enough or have the skill set, even when you're filling the vehicle up, you have a moment or two, you know, even walk around, look at the tires. If one of them looks like it's sitting lower, find a gauge or find a find a pump to check that and top that off, you know. I mean, this is what I do for a living, so obviously I pay attention to those things, but I, I will often uh, be driving along the highway and I'll see a vehicle up ahead of me and I'll notice that it's sitting kind of funny. I'll look down and I'll see that tire. That tire is like an inch from the ground where, you know, it's so low on pressure and not only is that dangerous for the, the person driving, the people around them, but also for the, the tire. It'll really deteriorate the condition of that tire, making it uh, non, non-repairable, making it have to be replaced. So, these little things, and we all have busy lives, but you always have a moment, you know, filling with gas is a great time to do it, um, just to get a closer look to make sure you don't have a problem um, ahead of you there. You know, some, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, some vehicles, uh, mine does, my wife's doesn't have, uh, it, it, you can see the uh, the PSI, the poundage on the tires, each tire. Uh, again, my wife's does not. I'm sure it's just the light that comes on if there's an issue. Uh, are those pretty accurate? Those uh, those uh, what do you call them? In, in the tires themselves? Yeah, the tire pressure sensors are, are accurate. You know, there's um, depending on the vehicle and the make, there's different ways of doing it. You know, some, some uh, vehicles had like a band mounted inside the wheel. Most common, we see it where that sensor is part of the stem where we add air. And then uh, lastly, some of them actually use the, the wheel speed sensor to determine the ro- rotational speed of the tire, and they can tell the differences there. But th- they're they're pretty accurate. So when you see that that sensor, you know, if it shows all four of them, one looks a little bit lower than the others, that's kind of a warning. They're, they're pretty accurate. So when you see that that sensor, you know, if it shows all four of them, one looks a little bit lower than the others, that's kind of a warning sign saying, you know, I know the light's not on, but there's something different here. We should have that assessed. Once that light's coming on, it's telling you that you're below uh, an acceptable pressure on one of those tires, and you need to have that dealt with. And I know those all those lights on the dash can be sometimes an annoyance and inconvenient, obviously, but they're there for a reason, and the reason is go have this car looked at before you have a bigger problem. Yeah, good point. A listener says, good morning. What causes a ticking noise after starting a vehicle and it's running? Love the show. Well, thank you for that. What do you think about that ticking sound? Well, obviously, uh, it's a noise. You know, two pieces are making contact and they're not being lubricated or something's worn to the point where they're making contact that they shouldn't be. So depending on the ticking noise, the easiest thing the listener can do is check fluid levels, you know, whatever is um, available. You know, if you can have the way to check the oil with a dipstick or with an indicator on the dash, any of the other fluids, if all the fluids are full, and that ticking noise is still enough of a concern or it's different when we're used to, I would say take it into my shop or swing by someplace. You know, say, hey, I have this noise. Is there something I need to make an appointment with? You know, with a trained ear, they can leave give you the thumbs up like, no, you got some time or no, we better make an appointment. So check the fluids. Still concerning to the to texter there, I would say stop by my shop and uh, take a listen. All right, very good. Speaking of textures, we have more straight ahead we want to uh, field here this morning. If we have any kind of a car care question, we do welcome yours, either by phone if you want to call and chat with Nick, uh, or if you, again, is if it's easier, like for some folks, send us a text, 651 461 
1-800-926-9226. It's CCO's Car Care Show. Uh, last report of temperature reading in the Twin Cities, 70. We're going to hit about 80 today with about a 50% chance of showers. Again, 70. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO. Good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny along here, along with uh, Nick Stoffel, who runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive on beautiful Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Uh, Nick, for those that don't know where you guys are located, uh, how do we find you in the, the various ways to do that? Well, as you know very well, Denny, we're at the corner of 982 Grand Avenue, which is Grand and Chatsworth in St. Paul. Um, if you ever have to give us a call, we're at 651-228-1316. And check out our website at lloydsautomotive.net. And you'll give us that info before you leave us, which is about 745 or so this morning. Yeah, if you have any kind of a car care question, we'd love to hear from you. 651-461-9226. We got a bunch of them this morning. Let's see how many folks we can help out before you take your leave. Here's a, it doesn't say the year, but it's a Chevy Travers. Uh, my flat tire will not come off. Can I try hitting the alloy rim with a rubber mallet? I did take the lug nuts off. Well, this is a a common thing that we see where the wheel itself is stuck to the hub of the uh, of the vehicle, and that can be very dangerous. So the first thing I tell this person is to put the lug nuts, a couple lug nuts, back on loosely not you know not all the way on you want a little bit of movement in the wheel to allow for some deflection but you don't want the wheel to fall off the vehicle fall on the ground or hurt someone so if you're able to uh put the lug nuts back on lower the vehicle back down to the ground so the wheel's touching a little bit and then kind of shake the car you use the advantage of the weight of the vehicle to try to knock that free but absolutely need to have the lug nuts loosely back on so the wheel cannot come off, but I wouldn't crawl underneath the vehicle and hit it with anything because if it comes off the jack or something could happen, someone can get hurt. So think safety first. Oh, I should say. Uh, this uh, listener just recently purchased a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee with a 3.6 V6 Pentastar engine, 50,000 miles on it. And they say, I've just recently read about the dreaded valve rocker ticking. Should I be concerned? Well, if you're reading about it, not yet, obviously, um, but the valve ticking, uh, we, we, it seems like in vehicles today we see a lot more valve um, train, valve management, uh, variable valve timing type issues, and some of it's you know, maybe a design flaw or a component issue, but sometimes it's maintenance. And I know we talk a lot about oil changes, Denny, and I can't stress how vehicles not only do they use oil to lubricate, control temperatures, but also the variable valve timing systems in vehicles uses oil. And if the oil is of a low quality or for stretching the oil change intervals, uh, we can end up with sludge, carbon, things that are very hard on these systems, which can inadvertently create undue wear or even failures of some of these engine uh, components. Okay. Nick, here's one, another one for you. 2014 VW Golf. The air conditioning started not blowing very cold. Is it okay, the texter wants to know, just to add some coolant to the system without evacuating it first? No, because the air conditioning system in the vehicle is no different than a refrigerator or your air conditioning at your home. There's a set amount of refrigerant, and it's not very much in these systems. So 
you really need to evacuate it to determine how much was in there. Once you figure out how much was in there, you know how much to refill it with. So if you just try to add some, you can overcharge it, which will make it not work also. So you got to be, you got to really know what you're dealing with before you just start to, you know, throwing a dart at the dartboard isn't the good plan. Yeah. This listener, uh, Nick, wants to know, what does gas cap light mean? The gas cap is on tight. Uh, is it related, they say, to check engine code, minor evaporative leak? Check engine light is off, but the gas cap light is on. Well, for years, Denny, people unfortunately have diluted that check engine light to the gas cap, which is a common, common fault, but not the only fault. So some manufacturers have said, you know, we're going to put two lights in here, the gas cap light, which is not a, an alarming or a, an issue that's going to cause you immediate failure, and then the check engine light that we take a little more seriously. The gas cap light is telling us it's not sealing. It may be on tight, but for some reason, somewhere in that system, there's a bit of a leak. So for a listener, the easiest thing they can do is remove the cap. If they have a little emery cloth or even, you know, it's some uh, very, very fine sandpaper, just clean up that mating surface in the filler neck and then take a little bit of a, an oily or a lubricant and, you know, maybe clean or wipe off that rubber seal on the cap itself. So when you put the cap on, that rubber seal is making complete contact with that sealing area. And if that were the issue, that light, you know, in a, a bit of time will re- resolve itself. There could be another issue causing the light also. So this is the easy free one for someone to do. Clean up those mating surfaces, reinstall the cap, see how it goes. If it continues to be an issue, then you probably need to seek some help. Okay. Here's an interesting storage question for you. Uh, it's a 2013 convertible Mustang with 40,000 miles on it. It is stored, they say, from November to May, but in the summer it's in the garage usually with the top down. Now, when parked for long periods of time, question is, should the top be up, meaning closed, or down, meaning open? Thank you for that. What do you think? Well, I, I would think you'd want to stretch the top. I would like to keep yeah. it closed, like meaning the top's up. I, I would, I'd hate to see a situation where it's, you know, in the open position where you have free air and it's just sitting there because um, when you try to close that, you know, whether it's the, uh, uh, depending on the type of vehicle, if it's got glass or if it's got plastic in the back window, a lot of those seams, those hinges, I, I think I'd want to have it where it's most protective, having that thing closed while it's just sitting stationary. Yeah. Tell you what, let's do, Nick. Before we have a look at that forecast, let's grab a phone call. Mark, I believe, is calling in from South St. Paul this morning. Hi, Mark. What's your question for Nick? Oh, not so much a question, but a warning for folks about noises. Mm. This is about 10 years ago for a Ford Ranger I had. It's uh, It fell apart years ago, but uh, I was driving home late night, and I was on 62, and every time I made a bit of a left turn on a curve, there was a loud clunking, banging noise from the front right wheel. Pulled off, tried to find out, couldn't seem to find anything wrong. Next day, I left it at the mechanics, and uh, when I called them, and they told me what happened, I nearly fainted. Three of the lugs had sheared. Three lugs cheered. I had only two still fastened holding the wheel on. You hear a noise, don't ignore it. That's a good point. Have you seen that situation before, Nick, or heard about it anyway? Yeah, you know, in a situation like that, um, a lot of times some corrosion can build up between the wheel and the mating surface of that hub, and 
the wheel goes back on, the lug nuts are tight, but as, the, as somebody's driving along, some of that carbon or some of that uh, corrosion will kind of break free, leaving the slightest bit of space there, which can allow for that wheel to start to maybe cant or rock a little bit, which in, creates way more force on that lug stud and can actually cause it to break or stretch or, um, you know, make that wheel become loose. So, you know, the, the, the listener or the caller is absolutely right. You can't ignore noises. I know our lives are so busy. You know, I'm, I'm leaving here as soon as we hang up to go do my, my day too. So, you know, it's one of those things where you hear noise, even though it's an inconvenient at the moment, it protects you from a, a catastrophic accident or being stuck on the side of the highway waiting for a tow truck, which is much more inconvenient um, than trying to just deal with it before that happens. Oh, absolutely. Hang on, Nick. We're going to take a break for the forecast, and we have a few minutes remaining in our uh, CCO Car Care Show. Call us, text us, 651-461-9226. It's a Saturday here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. 619226. It's a Saturday here on News Talk 830. This is WCCO. Good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show here every Saturday in the 7 o'clock hour, just until about 7.45. Uh, Danny Long here with uh, Nick Stauffel. Uh, he is an ASC certified technician, and he runs a place called Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, helping you out today. And, boy, Nick, we've got a lot of callers with uh, a lot of questions. i tell you what let's do. If we don't get uh, them answered today, we'll save some for and save the rest of them, I should say. Till uh, till next week. Let's grab a phone call. In the meantime, Dan's calling in from Amory, I believe. Uh, Dan, you're on CCO with Nick. Oh, hi. How are you guys? Great, thanks. Oh, thanks. I love your show. I listen to it every week. Um, I bought a 2004. I bought a 2014 Focus um, FE hatchback, and I bought it from a previous owner who uh, or a previous estate that passed away. But it's got an outside push button uh, door keypad, and nobody knows uh, from the estate the master number. So I can't use it. How can I get that factory code? Well, I'm fairly certain if you take the registration to the dealership and you can show proof of ownership, I believe that Ford should be able to go through and find that original code. For obvious reasons, they keep that well protected because they don't want people having access to that. So I, I would try going to your dealership with the registration, proof of ownership, and they should be able to look that up for you. Okay, very good. Thank you for the call and the comment. Uh, here's a 2012 Honda Civic. Tried to start it. It immediately shut off and dash lights went out. Tried again, and it started. And it started again after work. Anything that I should look at, or might this be just one of those one-off incidents? Thanks. That comes from Rich in St. Paul. That's one of those those uh, head-scratching things like, is this going to happen again? What do you think that the texter should do? If it truly is a one-time, um, cars are very computerized, things can happen, it's a hiccup. If it's a one-time and it starts to happen more often, then I start to be concerned. Things like ignition switches or a connection or contact somewhere. And, you know, same thing as we is kind of the, the theme here. Is you don't you want to avoid a situation where you're stranded or stuck. So if it is one time, truly one time, I would just say you know you'll forget about it before you realize it. Not an issue. But if it happens again, then I start to maybe make some notes of the situation, what was going on. 
you know, a lot of those clues on a very intermittent problem can be helpful. So I would tell the, anyone, for that matter, if you got an intermittent problem, get make a little journal so when you go into your, your repair shop or your dealership, you can share those details so that can maybe help them duplicate the problem and get to the bottom of things. Okay. Here's a 2014 Mazda CX-5 that had an oil change of 0W20. The next service sticker says 3,000 miles. Do you think that's about right? I think that might be a typo. Um, you know, there's fewer and fewer vehicles that take conventional oil, Danny, uh, as, as technology evolves here. But I, we still kind of stand by the conventional oil, a 3,000-mile interval, and then on a synthetic, which 020 is, a 5,000-mile interval. Um, getting the car looked at, keeping the oil fresh and clean is really critical. You know, over the course of the life of a vehicle, an extra oil change or two, uh, isn't very costly, but can save you a lot of heartache. Yeah, for sure. This uh, listener, Nick, uh, says, what would cause the hood of my car to get very hot after driving? The temp gauge is normal. Well, you know, the the, the engine at running is a little over 200 degrees. Uh, the radiator, you know, put off heat, and that's right underneath that hood. If you're running the air conditioning, there's, there's a lot of things going on there. It's a hot day. You're in the sun. Um, so I would expect the hood of the vehicle to warm up quite a bit. Um, if it seems to be hotter than it used to be, well, then I might have somebody take a look to make sure it's not something uh, uh, electrical under the hood that's overheating more than it should be. Uh, but I suspect it's probably just a normal a normal uh, condition. Well, like you said, uh, if you're driving in the hot sun, too, and we've had some pretty hot days lately uh, as well. So that's all got to add uh, add to it. Um, let's see. Ba-ba-ba. Dodge Journey. I think that something is drawing on the battery when the car is shut down. Is that an expensive repair, do you think? Well, that could be as simple as a glove lock flight or as difficult as a computer that's not shutting down properly. The real test is to have somebody take a meter and measure the current of leaving that battery when it's uh, off. So you put a meter on it, you let the vehicle completely shut down, measure that amperage, and each vehicle has a specification. It's maybe 50 milliamps or less, which is a very small amount. Um, but I would say if the excess of that, I would have them dig a little bit further, try to determine where the source of that drain is. If your car is battery's going dead over a day or two, that's too much. And all you're doing is hurting the longevity of the battery and whatever else is going on might might uh, get worse. So if you're in that situation, I would have that looked at. Nick, we're almost out of time. Let's grab a final call. Bob is calling in from Eden Prairie uh, this morning. Thanks, Bob. What's your question for Nick? Uh, good morning. Uh, I've owned 40 years of Ford, and that guy that called and said he couldn't find the keypad code, um, it's in the right kick panel of the passenger front seat. You take the fuse box cover off, and Ford puts a pretty substantial white sticker in there with the door code on it. Oh, all right. Look at that. Well, very good. Our listeners are so well informed. Everyone I've ever ever had has a white sticker. It's from Ford, and they put it on the inside of that, inside of the cover of the fuse box, inside the uh, compartment for the people. So that's Excellent. where it is. Thank you for the tip. We appreciate that, Bob. Uh, you're right. We have the smartest listeners. <laughs> 
<laughs> anywhere. We uh, we we get some uh, we get some good answers from you, and we get some good uh, tips from them as well. Nick, we have to run. Always a pleasure. How do we get in touch with uh, you guys at Lloyd's? Absolutely, quickly here. If you ever need to give us a call, six five one two two eight one three one six. If you're walking down Grand Avenue, we're on the corner of Grand and Chatsworth, which is nine eight two Grand. And then if you're on your phone or device or what have, uh, we're at LloydsAutomotive.net. Excellent. Let's do this again next week. Thanks, Nick. We'll talk to you uh, then. Thank you, Denny. Nick Stoffel from Lloyd's Automotive. Jack Farrell's Wine Chat straight ahead here on 830-WCCO and then The Garden Show. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.